Hi, I'm Steve Thomas. This is Cacophony. Let's dive into some great music. But first, a warning. This episode contains funeral music and thoughts on death and faith and religion. There's a scene in the ancient Indian epic Mahabharat where someone is asked, they're being tested by God in disguise, what's the world's greatest mystery? He replies that humanity is surrounded by constant death, that humans all think it won't apply to them, and that they will live forever. As Heinrich II, Heinrich Posthumus Royce, Count of Royce Gera in Germany, reached his 70s in the 1630s, he knew he wasn't going to live forever. So, like my mum would advise everyone, he set to planning his own funeral. Both very wise people, Heinrich Royce and my mum. Death was everywhere in his lifetime. Heinrich dies in 1635, in the middle of the Thirty Years' War, which killed an estimated 6 to 8 million people in Europe through fighting and the famine and the disease that ran alongside. The ruler of Saxony, where the court lived, had tried to keep Saxony neutral during the war and ended up enraging both sides, which resulted in widespread devastation. To Royce and all other God-fearing people at that time, there was indeed much to fear. It must have felt like all four horsemen of the apocalypse were among them. For Royce and his fellow Lutherans, death represented an end to suffering and the hope of being eternally united with God. As a good Lutheran Protestant, he wanted to get his funeral right and to leave nothing to chance. You don't want to fail the final test have a naff funeral and not end up in heaven. So in the year or two before he died, he planned things meticulously. He asked his friend, the composer Heinrich Schütz, to write the funeral music. He chose the texts that he was planning to have written and sung, and he commissioned an elaborate copper coffin, decorated all over with those same carefully chosen words. Heinrich Schütz is not exactly a household name, but he's considered to be the father of German music and his music is brilliant and beautiful. We're going to listen to this, his Musikalische Exequien, funeral music. The piece is in three sections, the first lasting nearly 20 minutes, and then two more of around four minutes each. The long opening section, Schutz said, is in the form of a German funeral mass. It's kind of based on the Latin Catholic one, but it's in German for the first time and it doesn't use many of the same words either. So it's more that it's based on the idea, on the concept of the funeral mass. The words come from passages from the Bible, but also quotes from Martin Luther and other 16th century religious writers. I'll put links to the words in the show notes, but for me, this works just as well on feelings alone. You certainly don't need to be religious to get this music, for it to say something to you, to touch you. This is the kind of music that you can let wash over you, but it constantly picks you up, catches you out, makes you sit up and listen, because it's full of invention and catchy little riffs that other composers would use to develop and become big tunes of pieces. I always wow my way through this piece. Oh, I love this bit. Love this bit. And then the music doesn't reappear. At every turn, Schutz is doing something really interesting and then moving on. Take this as an example. 
That's one of the full choral moments from part one. Through him, that's God, all life is given. Through him, all sins forgiven. That he awaits in heaven, fills my soul with elation. There are a dozen or so of these full choral moments, each preceded by a section for solo voice, or smaller groups of soloists. Sometimes I suppose it's even a small choir, up to six voices. The solo sections have the biblical passages, and the full choir sing these, I don't know, commentaries or thoughts on, on death, faith, and the afterlife, written by Luther and co. And all of this has been chosen carefully by Royce, he's curated the whole thing. It's a bit like a collection of his favourite memes and inspirational quotes. And he's doing it all to give hope and inspiration to those who live after him, and to bolster their faith and help them through the dark days of war. And Schutz's music is brilliant, and none of it, as I say, gets repeated. So each of these small sections brings us something new to move us, wow us, or catch our ear. Different mixes of voices, crunchy harmonies, ethereal sopranos, and most notably, some really funky rhythms. I certainly had an idea in my head about the sound of 400-year-old religious music, and the idea in my head is nothing at all like this. This is so much better. This movement contains an additional second vocal bass line. Royce was so ahead of himself that this movement of the music was written well before he died, so he was able to take part in performances of it. Schutz wrote this extra part for him especially. He was a big fan of singing. It's not often that people get to attend their own funeral. The second section is really short. It's a motet written for double choir. It sets to music the psalm that he wanted to form the starting point for the sermon, the spiritual talk at the funeral. It's about faith and faith in God's strength, regardless of the failings of the human body. At Royce's funeral, this section was sung by the choir from a school that he had set up. Nice touch this, to have the kids sing at the old man's funeral. I'm sure there wasn't a dry eye in the house. They must have been a pretty good school choir though. Interestingly, although it's eight lines of music, two each of soprano, alto, tenor, bass, it sounds and feels really concentrated, as if it's a message delivered in one voice. The music conveys this great strength, and the ending, I think, borders on the ecstatic. Finally, we reach the moment of internment, where the coffin is lowered into the grave. Schutz pulls off a theatrical coup, whilst the main choir sing the traditional funeral words, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace. The separate choir sing, Blessed are the dead. They are in the hands of the Lord, and no torment touches them. The separate choir represents two angels and the soul of the departed, and Schutz asks that they're placed physically as far from the main body of singers as possible. 
and if there are sufficient singers for there to be different groups singing this part from different galleries all around the church. Schutz had studied in Venice with the great Gabrielli at St Mark's Cathedral, where spacing the musicians out around the building was the big thing. He also adds cornets and sackbuts to this movement to bulk up the sound. These are early brass instruments. The sackbut is essentially a trombone. The cornet is a kind of soprano wooden trumpet recorder hybrid. They're super hard to play, but sound really good when they're played well. In an ideal world, Schutz would probably have written the whole of the funeral music on this much larger scale, with the additional brass throughout. But musical life had been decimated because of the war, and so all of his music at this time is written with the sense of economy. But it's no less beautiful for that. So here, with this ending and the separation of the choirs, Schutz is really demonstrating an almost physical shift from earth to heaven. I first heard Schutz funeral music when the group I worked for did a few performances, all of which I got to hear. One of the gigs was on the radio, and somehow a copy ended up on my hard drive, and I've turned to it every few months ever since. Often listening late at night when all is quiet, sometimes even with the headphones on in bed. It's terrific, transporting music that focuses on hope and consolation. But it's no gloomy funeral, this. I find it really uplifting. I'm sure you will too. Click on the links in the show notes to have a listen. And then let me know what you think with a comment at cacophonyonline.com or via Facebook or Twitter. It would be really good to hear from you. Please subscribe to the podcast. There's another one coming in 10 days' time. Rate it, review it, Share it widely with your friends and family. And if you really like a Govney, you can click on the link in the notes and buy me a coffee. Please come back for more next time. Thanks very much for listening.